Hey, hey, it's Claire, and you're listening to the Integrally Alive podcast. Sparking life to go from alive-ish to integrally alive. And I'm still at my body university in Tallinn, and with this instantly uh, inspiring tribe. And today I'm with Kim Mandel. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me and reaching <laughs> out. I appreciate it. And so Kim is a holistic health coach and spiritual counselor. And actually, I, I wanted to have her. I knew I had the other day. She released a video on the Facebook group and she shared, um, I kind of felt a, a very troubled <laughs> sense of, oh, she's one of the family <laughs> when I saw the video. Because you were um, talking about many of my favorite subjects and tools like how suppressed emotions can make us sick or kill us, our biology is vital to shift mental states, our, men, our mental states are just states and not what you are, uh, your being, um, how by increasing self-love you improve your relationship with yourself and your loved ones. So many things we're going to dive into right now, but maybe to begin with, I would like to, uh, you to share a bit more of your own journey through healing. Sure. Um, you know, I think that, you know, if I look back and, and I've done a lot of looking back and healing the inner child, I was a very, I was called a sensitive child. And, um, and that was kind of in a, in a negative connotation of a sensitive child. And so I, I shamed myself for that. And I thought, why can't I um, be less sensitive, right? And so if I, if I take that child and all the things that I said to myself and I put that in the adult person, well, no wonder I got depressed, right? <laughs> um, because I couldn't change people. I wanted so much for people to get along. Mm. I wanted so much for people to like me. And I tried to morph in what, into whatever they needed from me to make them happy. And that was a pattern in my life. And so then that little child grew up to be an adult doing the same thing not as obvious to myself, I didn't think I was doing that, but of course, you know, disease set in mm -hmm. the body to push me to do something to change. And that change came, you know, the naturopathic remedies and um, a diagnosis of MS. And I started to, as I healed the physical, I healed the inner child, mm -hmm. I healed the mental, I healed so many of the questions I had as a child were realized that the answers were always within me and it was not in, in other people and how they acted. I was, I was actually drawing that energy into me by my neediness to fix. And so it was this um, kind of like the Achilles heel that drove me to change. So it, it's interesting. It sounds like it began by a conscious way of, oh, they are mirroring me that I'm not it's not okay to feel how I feel. Right. It became unconscious, and then it became physical, mm -hmm. and then you kind of reverse the, the way to go to healing, mm -hmm. like healing your body and then becoming conscious of these patterns and breaking them or free, uh, freeing yourself from it. Yeah, understanding who I am mm -hmm. at my core, at my root, at, at, at my DNA level, and understanding how that can show up in relationships and circumstances um, and how you can suppress how you feel to make someone else feel yeah. good is really manipulation. And so I'm a very caring, giving, loving person who wants 
everyone to be happy, mm -hmm. I am not manipulating. So when I change the story in my head to think, oh, if you are trying to make everyone happy, you're actually manipulating, that really resonated with me. And so I stopped doing the people pleasing and victim mentality and turned it into an empowering voice to help shift that consciousness in people like me. And there's so many of us, right? That, you know, we're mothers. Uh, females are, are, are born to be nurturers. And so to turn that off seemed counterintuitive. Yes. But the last it person. Selfish, yeah, it seems selfish. And I think that I came from a generation, I'm 47, that, mm. um, you know, I wasn't taught to be full of self love. Mm. I was actually taught to play small and to, um, you know, my sister and I, she was only two years older, and oh, you can't do that because she wants to do it and she will be jealous. So I kind of constantly was was fed that, and you know, and I, and, and I love my mother, but you know that her generation did things differently. Yes. There was a lot of fear based. Um, there was a lot of drama, irrational thinking, mm -hmm. and now I understand why they were like that. Um, like I said, on a on a genetic level, I understand it. I understand who I am on a genetic level, and I understand that those are actually my attributes to that really showed up to push me to change um, what I call my epigenetics, you know, what I'm exposed to, what I tolerate now, and when I'm not in my flow state, I can easily correct it and get back there now. So that's something that I want we, <laughs> we have to talk about, that all of this is just some state we can shift. Absolutely. It's not something we are born with, or it's not something we are, mm -hmm. but it's something we experience, and like any experience, we can change that. Yeah. And there's another thing that maybe we, we should uh, talk about first, it's how, um, how does it manifest for you? You, you say now you, you know who you are on a genetic level, and how it manifests in your life, mm -hmm. and that's how you can help people to understand who they are, what, mm -hmm. what does it mean for you? So for me, when I'm offering at a frequency um, below love, so if I'm in jealousy, comparison, mm -hmm. judgment, shame, guilt, depression, you know, any of those feelings or anxiety, I know that something is not congruent. And so then I just run through, okay, um, am I being rational? Um, I equate it to a teenager who is premenstrual syndrome, right? They're not really rational, and if you try and rationalize with them yeah, or right. tell them, you know, they're being irrational, you're going to have hell to pay. Yes. Uh, it does not work, <laughs> right? So we all have that, mm -hmm. and what's happening in their body is a toxic hormonal release. So if you explain to them, I know you're, you're feeling very stressed, and, um, you know, give them tools to use to get out of that stress and kind of detox those hormonal eruptions mm -hmm. that cause a chemical chaos in their brain and cause them to be irrational. You know, so you're talking about from hormones to thoughts, mm -hmm. like yeah. a, a, biology a biology phenomenon in your mm -hmm. body, physical body, yeah. which is manifesting in, in the way you are thinking. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yes. That's, it's like what happened first, the chicken or the egg, for yeah. me. Um, if stress comes into your life, and sometimes it's not of your own, you know, physical doing. Like if, you, if somebody hits you from behind in a car, well, I didn't cause that, but it happened, and now I have to deal with the stress mm -hmm. of it. You release chemical hormones from a near-death experience, yes. and, and when those hormones release, they're to help you get out of that 
you know, trauma or drama by giving you superhuman strength. But what happens after that? The after that is the chemical cascade that is now swimming in your body. And it, it takes some of us mm -hmm. longer to release those. You know, it's not a 20 minute, oh, turnaround. It's maybe 48, 72 hours. And so it's like a toxic soup of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that state of chemical chaos, you're really not rational and you're really not your best self. Yes. And so you could shame and blame other people. You could get on this whole, oh, he hit me and shame him and blame him and want to sue him and want to pursue this, this drama for a mistake. Or you can say right away, it's okay. This happened for a reason and it'll be what it is mm -hmm. and let go of that irrational chemical response. But it's still a chemical release and you still have to acknowledge that I'm in that state. So knowing that and feeling that and knowing that I should not react in this instance. Yeah, you can feel it, but you, you don't feel have it. to react to it. Right. So you can respond in a right. responsive, I mean, in a responsible way. I help people with mm -hmm. tools to use to help them get out of that chemical chaos, you know, and, um, you know, for instance, you know, suicide, I know that's close to your heart and mm -hmm. that's the video that resonated with you, my video on suicide. Yeah. I tell people, don't ever act in that yes. moment because you're not in a rational state, no matter how hopeless you feel mm -hmm. and how devastated, and you, you, you we, we tend to use these words like always and never, you know? You always yeah, do that, lines. you never yeah. do this because in that moment, that's all we see mm -hmm. is the big, negative, right? We don't see the gratitude for what was in the past or the gratitude for what they did yesterday. All we see is what they're doing right now. All we see is our depression. All we see is our sadness, our hopelessness, our overwhelm. And if you act in suicide, it's, it's done. There's nothing else after that. But if you don't, if you can overcome that space mm. of hopelessness or that space of rage, on the other side of that is transformation, right? It's just the catalyst for transformation. So I call them opportunities for growth. Yeah, like post-traumatic growth, right? Yes. You can transform any pain yes. in those moments. Absolutely. Yes. So by looking at this physical thing that goes off in your brain and off in your body and why it happens, and then saying, okay, that happens to everybody. So let's speak about it. Yeah. Let's validate it. This is important. I'm not, I want to stress that out. That Absolutely. happens to everybody. Yes. These chemicals. But we don't talk about it. We have, everyone has the potential for it. And yes. then it develops or not, but we all have it. It could be the that's mom that's stressed important. out. She, she hasn't slept. Yes. And then they label her with postpartum depression. Mm. Well, no, she's exhausted. Yes and the chemicals are producing in her brain. And yes, that, that syndrome is a real feeling. And the reason it's called a syndrome is because nobody gave her the tools mm -mm. to use to get out of it. She's full of guilt and shame for not loving her child because she's so exhausted, right? Um, you can, the little brother that is beating up on his sibling or biting kids at school, you know, where does that anger come from? Well, it comes from inside of him because that child is doing something to or, or around him that he can't understand and rationalize their behavior, so he lashes out in anger and then he gets in trouble. He feels full of shame. 
And then he repeats the pattern. Yeah, and, it's, and, and it becomes a yes. self-fueling behavior. Yes, right? yes, yes. Because so what I what I tell kids, this might help, is um, you know, when you're in that moment and you want to bite your sister, mm -hmm. instead I want you to go in your room and yell in your pillow. You have an angry pillow, and that's where all your anger goes into. I love the angry pillow. The angry pillow. You beat it, you hit it, you bite yeah. it, you do whatever you want to it. If you can go outside, shoes off, and bounce a volleyball or mm. a soccer ball off your head, do that. Yeah, let the anger out. Let the yeah. anger out because I explained to them it's like a firecracker, right? And you, you burn the end of it and it just keeps burning and yeah. your emotions keep going if you if you aren't able to express them so what is that child doing he's fighting his sister to release this beast mm -hmm. inside right he's doing with us what us adults don't do we suppress the feeling we can't bite somebody well this child is biting somebody mm -hmm. well we have to teach him well that's not okay and you feel bad after and then you feel sad so instead of doing that can you do this instead and I equate it to like a dog that's chewing your carpet you don't beat the dog mm -hmm. you don't shame the dog well, some people might, <laughs> but you, you distract the dog. Mm -hmm. You give the dog a bone and say, no, no, eat the bone instead, right? Well, we need that. We need a distraction. So um, Mel Robbins came up with a very similar thing that oh, I came The countdown, The countdown, yes. right? So she says you're like a rocket about to <clears throat> launch. Countdown. Mm. And I so, love this image, rocket, about to launch. Right. It's exactly how it feels, right? Right. Well, and I said the fireworks. She said the rocket. Yeah. It's really, we came to the same conclusion. And you need that distraction. You need that. Mm. It's like a light switch it's that you like, need to flip yeah. back on because it, it got turned off in your brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh, my God, I wanted to say something. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's what we call in somatics, we call it healthy aggression. Yeah. Like it's not aggression, it's normal, it's normal human behavior. Yes, if yes. someone, if you feel, feel aggressed, and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, if it's uh, for if someone really aggresses you, or if it's just a feeling you have, or you're feeling it. Right. So you have to acknowledge that feeling and right. express it. Exactly. It's build, if you don't express it, it builds up in the body, and then it's really, really toxic. And I like the way you were talking about toxic thoughts, actually. Yes. Because you can have toxic thoughts as right. toxic. Well, it's once those chemicals react, you, you tend to go to the negative, right? Mm. You, because um, it's like there's there's this threshold where we're in balance and we can think rationally and we can have pleasant thoughts and we can have rational thoughts mm. of, oh, I see what that is and I'm not going to go play in that arena mm -hmm. with that negativity, but it's not about me and I'm not affected by that, right? Mm. You know, because you can see things for what they are, mm. not make them about you. That's when you're in balance. You can be out of balance on the on the other side too, and be you know like when you're in love, right? And when you're first newly in love, it's, you have these chemicals, right? Well, those chemicals are on this side, right, the right side, and you're oh, I'm so in mm -hmm. love, and you're kind of irrational there too. Completely. So it, again, it's all these chemicals mm -hmm. in your brain, the serotonin, endorphins. It's like a boost of that. Um, you know, maybe if you're around a bunch of peers like we are in Mind Valley, you can have these highs so many of them, so many of these discoveries mm. and nuances, and you want to live there, but yet you got to come back to balance. You have to re-enter the yes. real world. You have to be able to see people for, for what's going on in their lives and not make it about you. But then you have that other side where that did trigger you. They are doing something that's 
maybe conjuring up an old feeling or an old hurt or an old wound. Whatever the case, you know, maybe you got hit by the car or somebody bit you, right? Um, you release these chemicals and then you find yourself over here on that irrational hate, anger, judgment, shame, um, depression, sadness, hopeless, despair. Mm -hmm. And if you stay there, it gets worse, right? Nice. The list gets longer and worse and, and, and you just feel so caught up in your own toxicity. And I call that a chemical chaos in the mind. So knowing that we all do that, we all have that propensity, mm. right? We can then shift quickly. And so the tools I use is that, you know, explaining that for an adult, for a child that told you about the pillow and the, yes. and the, and the volleyball. And well, yeah, and, and for, for me as an adult, um, when I'm feeling off like that, off balance, and I, and I start um, wanting to blame my husband maybe for how I feel, I say, oh, no, I have to rethink that. No blame, no shame. If I'm in a blame and shame mode, then I'm off, right? It's, so it's one way you have to recognize, okay, that's, yeah. I'm going to... Any low frequency, energy. if you look at a frequency chart, mm -hmm. you know, love or above. I want to stay love or above, mm -hmm. in balanced state. Anything down here, greed, yes. if, if, if you know, you're full of uh, judgment or jealousy or greed or anger, or those are in balanced states, you know, you're too far on the mm -hmm. other side. So what are you going to, when you're there, you know you're not going to be making good decisions mm -hmm. about people and about yourself. You're either going to be beating, general, you're gonna be beating yeah, up yourself or beating up them yes. figuratively or <laughs> in yes. a little boy's case, you know. <laughs> yes. But so, so how do you get out of that? And, um, and we're talking about this to give it a voice, to give it, you know, these, I don't have these times anymore because I'm in balance and I can get myself yes. there really quickly. Yes. So the faster we get ourselves in balance, the less, the less damage is done staying in that chemical mm -hmm. chaos because we are still physical beings and our body needs to detox all those chemicals. Mm -hmm. So if I let them last, like perpetuating that car accident into a, a lawsuit and a this uh -huh. and a that and it goes on for months and I stay in that angry zone, that's a lot of toxicity. So you mean the longer you stay in that toxic state, the longer it's going to take to actually like cleanse the toxic out of your body and It's mind. harder to get back out of it. Mm. If you learn to get back out of it, recognize it for what it is, mm. take full responsibility, because really this yes. is all about self-responsibility, yes. right? Is there, I feel like the longer you stay in those states, the more you get stuck. Say, yeah, and there is a tendency to attach to those states, to identify to those, to those states. Victim mentality. Some, yes, exactly. Yeah. And it has some, uh, like, oh, I cannot do that. Yeah, but it's because, you know, I have this car accident. So there is a kind of um, positive um, reward to, uh, to that. And it's a false, it's a total false positive uh, Absolutely. reward. Absolutely. It's a, oh, it, it can become a, a very nice excuse not to be yourself, not to do, go right. forward, actually. Right, so and I, and I live, comfortable. I live that. Yeah. I actually lived that mm. scenario that you just explained okay. for years, yeah. um, and and I just kept getting sicker. Mm. And I, I often say, how heavy does the hammer have to be to hit you over the head <laughs> yes. to push you into the direction of your uh, soul? I can relate to that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know. Um, but that's you know, and, I, and I, I've even asked, you know, I asked Vision, um, do we have to go through the struggle? And and I and he said no, and I believe that. Because I've found, I've found tools, right? Yes. I've found tools. It doesn't mean you won't struggle for that second, but mm -hmm. if you can realize it and get out of it, 
then you don't perpetuate that pain. Yes. Not only do you not perpetuate that pain within your own body, but you don't spew that venom onto others, yes. right? Well, that's interesting because you're, then you become toxic for your environment as well, right? Yes, yes. So that's really the title of oh, my yeah, book. book. You change, mm -hmm. they change. I knew I had to look at me and change me mm -hmm. and stop looking at what they were doing wrong. How did you get that? How did you recognize that? Oh, um, well, all of what I'm talking about, recognizing my own flaws, taking my eye off of others and putting mm -hmm. them inside mm -hmm. of me. The answers lie within all of us, you know? Yes. And because of the physical, I was dealing with the physical and I was working as, you know, the health coach in, in naturopathic medicine. And then um, because of all the um, outside world wanting to know about genetics and this mm -hmm. 23andMe and all that, we dove into, okay, let's learn about that because to know thyself is to love thyself. And so that started painting a real picture for me of, oh, if this is your DNA and that's your raw data and that's how you were genetically mm -hmm. made up, that's not wrong. It's actually very right. Yes. There's always a flip side to everything, right? It's There's actually a blueprint mm -hmm. for success. Yes. But society was looking at it as that victim mentality, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I have MTHFR. Well, they were seeing high rates of suicide in the medical world mm -hmm. from learning your genetics. So I learned my genetics based on what I was going through in the physical mm -hmm. world. And I went there too, I got depressed. I, I fed into that victim, right? Because that's what I knew. That's what was not mm -hmm. foreign to me. But I couldn't live there. I had to get out of it. And that's that resiliency factor that I have, yes. that we all have. But I was building that muscle. And so... I love that you say that resilience is a muscle. It is You a can muscle. build it. Yes. yes. And we start as, a, as an infant in the utero, right? Mm -hmm. we, we start from conception. Those cells, I mean, to just thinking of the evolution of you and how you started, you know, that one sperm had to win, <laughs> the right, right? Like there's, I mean, really, resiliency is in our DNA, yes. at our core. Yes. So, you know, whether you're, you're feeling defeated in that moment, on the other side of that moment is that resiliency, you know, you, you got it. I mean, the guy who cut up his arm to save his life, you, you do what you've got to do to survive. Yeah, we are programmed to survive. We are programmed yeah. to survive. And so, um, for me, I couldn't stay that victim. Mm. It wasn't in me, and it's not in anyone. And so I kept asking questions. Yeah, that's a powerful tool. That's my questions yes. are what led me to my truth. Mm. You know, so then in my world of coaching, I asked, questions mm -hmm. to lead people to their truth. I don't impose my truth. Yes. Yes. I ask them questions. And where they're at in their journey is where they go. Mm -hmm. And that door opens, and then they ask more questions, and another door opens. And so the evolution of the soul's journey is unique to everyone based on their circumstances, but it's actually all the same. We all come yes. to the same conclusion. Yes. Love wins. Mm. If I'm not in a state of love or above, in a state of peace of the mind, then something's off and I have to address it. Where am I suppressing feelings about what's going on in my relationship? Where am I suppressing feelings about, you know, how I feel? Addressing how I feel 
And if I'm feeling that way and it seems irrational, addressing the physical reasons why. Did I, you know, fly to Europe and not get a good night's sleep for a week in a row? Did I, you know, um, have an altercation with someone? Did, you know, whatever the case may be, see it as an opportunity for growth. Don't get stuck in the victim mentality and go down that rabbit hole of thinking, ruminating thoughts. If you're in your head thinking and overthinking, that's yes. a clue that you're not in balance. Yes. Redirect. So, tools for adults. Journal. Journal how you feel. I and I mean your journaling can look so ugly. I want the ugly out, right? Yeah, so, it's not about being pretty or anything. It's no. about expressing what you your need those ugly feelings out. Yes. I hate him. Yes. He makes me sick. She is a lying bitch. Mm -hmm. Whatever you've got to say. And as you write it out there, you process backwards the story that got you there. Yes. And what I found doing this kind of working or journaling is, you know, not at the beginning, but after a while, when <laughs> the pen is running on the, on the paper, I, I, read, I kind of write, and uh, when I read it, I'm like, wow. Really, uh, it feels like it's kind of an outer body me. experience. Yes, yes, because then, it's not you. Yes. It's not your balanced state of you. Exactly. It's this alter ego of irrational yeah. behavior. It's the human condition. Yes. It's, it's. <laughs> but had you not written it down and saw it as irrational, and you acted on it, you could have hurt someone. Well, yeah, and more than that, uh, had I had I not written it down. I wouldn't have um, seen I was thinking that because yes. actually what was going out was I wasn't even aware that I had these thoughts and these feelings exactly. because it was so on us. <laughs> that's what I mean, that bad, that's, you know, shame, whatever. Right. So we don't want consciously to see that. It's yeah. not who I identify with, you know, this yeah. loving and charming. <laughs> yeah. So, when I find, I find that there is a, a great power in journaling when you're doing this in a, after a while, things come out that you actually want to suppress. Yes. And not in a conscious mind, but on an unconscious mind. Right, and it's usually based on fear to acknowledge some yes. truth. Yes. Right? Totally. Fear of having that discussion with someone. Yes. Fear of leaving um, this situation, mm. whether it's, you know, a, a bad relationship or a job or, or you know, that fear. You know, and so, you know, changing that fear into an excitement for change because what's working yes. is not working. Yes. It, I mean, you know, what's happening is not working. Mm. Your your complacency in a situation is no longer mm -hmm. okay. You're uncomfortable enough to change, and that's kind of how that works, right? We get uncomfortable enough. Mine yes. was physical pain, mm. and I was searching for answers to the physical pain and not finding them. And the answers that I was giving, you know, in the medical world were you're suffering with this disease and this disease has no cure. And I just, something in me said, I don't accept that, mm. you know? And I kept asking questions. So, you know, journaling is huge. I do tell people to have a 25 point gratitude list. And mm -hmm. when I say gratitude, I don't want to be fluffy. When you're yes. in the depths of despair, you cannot think <clears throat> of gratitude. You can't hold space in your brain this is scientifically proven for happy and sad at the same time. Yes. So to flip that switch, I say have that gratitude list. It could be a funny home video that you know I'm going to laugh if I look at that. 
It could be a baby crying, uh, you know, in laughter that you think is funny. Mm. It could be a vision of, you know, your child, um, you know, the last time they made you laugh or when you were so proud of them. Something that's going to chemically switch you off from the negative to the positive. That's the gratitude I'm talking about. And the reason you have a list to go to is because you can't think of it when you're irrational. Yes, awesome. So you yeah. go to that list when you're irrational. And then meditation, breath. When in stress, go to the breath. Mm. And I teach kids and adults. I have a video for free. Um, I will link that on the page. Yeah, you know? that'd be great. Yes. Um, when in stress, go to the breath. Because when you're chemically you know, in that chaos, you're not breathing. You're not oxygenating, and lack of oxygen to the brain adds more chemicals. Yeah. So again, we are in looping. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, the so mind's going to the body, and the body responding, and, yes. and so on. Yes. So I, I guess what I do is unique in that I blend the physical knowledge of the body and mind mm. and the science with the spirituality. You know, I, I was looking for the answers and, and finding the answers in the spiritual world. You know, I, I've studied Donna Eaton for 15 years and her energy techniques. And um, when I couldn't go to the gym and, and get my my serotonin and dopamine mm -hmm. raised because my body was not liking the change from um, the pH change, going to uh -huh. the gym and, and pushing my body, I couldn't do it anymore. And and I really loved going to the gym. It was my two hours mm -hmm. to just work out and, and be in community with other people that were go-getters. and. That was taken away from me. I had to think of something else. Again, resiliency. Yes. What are you going to do about it? Are yes. you going to be a victim and sit there and get fat on the couch and eat potato chips? Mm -hmm. or are you going to find another way? And this didn't happen overnight. I wanted to cry yes. and be a baby, right? Because I was having all this dopamine and serotonin. They weren't getting boosted anymore. Yes. The oxytocin was not coming <laughs> from the gym. But um, in asking what's going to work, I found you know Donna Eaton's energy work, and I did you know, find energy in that and, and flow of lymphatics and it is an exercise. It's purposeful and meaningful. And then years of physical therapy on my physical body, I learned things from that and I took that and then I, I found Qigong and so I kind of meshed it all together mm -hmm. and I have a mindful movements video that I put together and it's a mix of Donna Eden's energy work yeah. and Qigong and physical therapy moves. <laughs> just really tuning in and yes. every answer came with tuning back into me. Yes, I found patterns to go towards, but I had all the answers. We all do. Yeah, we just have is, to tap into them. This is something we should, I don't know, maybe write on every wall and teach at school. And, yeah. But this is the base, right? Right. Yeah, it's a society where we give so much power to external whatever therapist or politician or yeah. teachers but we don't yeah. we don't ask ourselves the questions right so right. I, that's why i love and a good coach yes, yeah a good exactly. coach will ask that's you questions to lead you to your truth yes. if you have a coach that's telling you what to do mm -hmm. and you're codependent on having yes. them there and you're scared if they leave town for a month like i did then then they've created a codependency yes. that's not healthy mm -hmm. that's so, because you do have the answers, and yes, I give tools to help you help yourself. Yeah, that's it, taking the responsibility back. Yeah. And with responsibility and that's, power. And that, the, the complete yeah, title of the book is You Change, They Change, oh. 
how to take control of your life right. by losing control over others. And it is about looking inward, continually looking inward. Um, when I'm off with my relationship, with my health, I look inward and I shift. And each time I do that, it's like I gain more wings, you know, so my span is really wide. Mm -mm. And then I have more love to give and share and, and embrace others who haven't gotten there yet. So that's what your book is about, change yourself. Basically, yes. <laughs> it's a very subtle way to change yourself. It's actually, it has a lot of journaling questions and yes. journaling prompts to get rid of the story in your head. One of the chapters is rewrite your story. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love that one. Thank yes. you. But we get so caught in our stories. Yes. And then we get stuck in that. Yes, I just did a video on that. You know, really? um, are you attaching story to the present moment uh, based on your hurts from the past? You know, and then you're not giving that person in your life a chance to show up for you the way they're trying to because yes. you're still blaming them for something else. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. that seeing changing perspective oh no they're not doing this to me i'm not giving them the space that they need for to behave differently exactly i love that thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah it's it's written for you know the, the, maybe the people that wouldn't go get the the four agreements you uh -huh. know they're not there yet um it's written i think in a very relatable way mm -hmm. for you know for for anyone um you know that's that's having complacency issues. They're like, I don't necessarily love where I'm at. I need to find a passion. Or maybe they don't even know they need a passion. Yes. But it's that complacent that's uh, maybe they're not doing well with their relationships. They're 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 really wanting a divorce or they're wanting to divorce their children. <laughs> or um, which is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's been a real catalyst <laughs> of change for me, right? You yes. leave your husband, you can't leave your kids. <laughs> I mean you can, but it's kind of frowned upon. Um, so you yeah. have to keep looking inward yes. and changing you and changing your energy and, and really, you know, energy medicine, right? We're all about sharing space with each other. And, and as you and I talk, we're feeding off of each mm -hmm. other's energy. We didn't have questions planned. We're just going in that flow state of what is supposed to be will be. And um, knowing that when somebody's acting out, it's not necessarily about you. Then you can rise to help them understand and validate themselves. And, and get back to balance, right? But if you're in the defensive mode and thinking what they're doing is about you, you're robbing them of their chance to be healed. And you're robbing yourself of the relationship you can have that can be really much greater mm -hmm. than the one you were just attaching a story to. Yeah, that's a very, uh, very big key, actually. That helped me a lot, actually, in my journey, realizing, hey, it's not about me. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. We all have our stories and our struggle, mm -hmm. and I cannot see. I mean, realizing that we all see the world through our filters. Yes. And sometimes we have to just put out the glasses. And yes. <laughs> be the observer of ourselves. I, I actually I, re I wrote that. You know, okay. it's the lenses you're seeing through, yes. and their lenses mm -hmm. are different. They're based on their history, and so. You know, we can't um, take that part of the brain out that has that yes. history, right? We try, we try and get rid of our triggers, but if we're aware of our triggers and we've done the work to heal the past pain and see it in the perspective, mm -hmm. and actually I'm very grateful for my past. I'm very grateful for my mother and, and my father and the, the divorce and the journey that that led me to and the MS diagnosis and 
all not being able to work out. I'm so grateful now mm -hmm. because it all makes sense. Yeah, backwards. Yeah, right. When you look backwards, you can connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's so difficult when you're in it, when you're immersed in it. Right. Right. Because you don't know where you're going, right? You know where what you're leaving behind, what you could leave behind, but um, forwards is only uh, being unfamiliar and the unknown, right? Right. So even if it has great possibilities, it's only possibilities at that moment. Right. And we would so much have uh, love to have the oh know for sure <laughs> that it's going to be okay. Yeah, but and that's why I'm giving these tools yeah. to get you out of your head and into yeah. your heart because the heart is love and love is the answer. So when we're in our head, we're re really not in our heart usually. Mm -hmm. and, um, it leads to discord and dis-ease. Yeah. So what would be, um, so if I kind of sum up what we've been going through, we've been going through a lot of things. <laughs> but some, if we want to, uh, to find the keys to, uh, to this, first it's acknowledgement of Self, the situation and the feelings, self, right? Mm -hmm. Getting the feelings, whatever they are, out of your body, mm. whether it's onto paper or in a pillow. <laughs> um, Donna Eaton has a, a really great exercise, releasing the venom, you know? Um, acknowledging that, that we're all the same. You, you don't be ashamed of your feelings, we all have them. Yes, and another key, uh, I, I believe, is to understand that it's not um, but it's always ongoing, and I love what, what to say about, well, you can be there in depression and, or you can be totally in love, but it's all, the balance is somewhere in between. And we will always fluctuate. It's not, yeah. oh yeah, now I'm totally okay, and, right. or now I'm totally depressed and I will stay there forever. It's a state you're navigating, but right. with these kind of tools we can Disemplify mm, the waves, <laughs> like and yes, and not I going have. down yes. and up, but being and that's a great smoothly. point because you know as I've as I've grown these muscles, right? I don't need I don't need the lessons. Yes. So they don't come as often, and when they come, I quickly resolve mm. them. So even though I'm saying it's that internal struggle to you know the soul's path, it gets easier. It gets easier mm. once you start that journey. You're, you're so far up that mountain, you can't go back down. And you can see it coming, right? Yeah. You can see it before being, because that's what happens when you don't, you know, when you're not aware of these, all these tools and, right. and keys. Suddenly you find yourself totally overwhelmed by the situation yeah. and you don't even understand what's happening. Right. But if you know what's happening, you can stop and You can validate correct. yourself and correct it. Correct you know, and you have way. to pay attention to the physical. Mm. And so I yes. know that my body doesn't yes. detox well. I know that once um, stress comes in, mm. it's going to take a little bit. You know, and so that stress could look like um, eating a bad meal or um, having an altercation with someone or um, you know having an overseas flight. You know, or mm. not sleeping well. You know, these are all and it's. It's usually not one thing, you know. Uh, yes. It's usually a perfect storm of events yes. that um, create this chemical chaos. And getting out of it is just depends on what the chaos was sometimes. But if you have these tools, you know, which the medicinal tools, you know, castor oil on your liver to help detox it, maybe a bottle of indole carbonyl three. You know, these are things that you know in my naturopath world we use to 
uh, progress, that detox mm -hmm. progress, you know, an Epsom salt bath, you know, the, the journaling, the meditation, the counting backwards, you know. I'll give you one more quick story that I haven't mm -hmm. really released and, and I'm going to make a video about it. You know, that counting down is really powerful. Um, it can help you overcome your fear. And I've heard people talking about when they get on stage and, and they do that method. Well, my little grandson is two years old and he's never had an incident with a pool. Mm -hmm. He should have no recollection of drowning or, or being in fear, but for some reason he wouldn't get in the pool with me. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in the, in the hot tub and, and there's a little step and, and he could see the step and he could stand on the step, but in his irrational mind, he kept saying, no, no, I don't want to get in. So I, I had him by his waist, and I said, it's okay, you can get in. And I put him on the step, and he was standing in front of me. I was holding his waist, and he was holding my arms, and he was still fighting. No, no, I get out, I get out. And I said, William, you can get out if we count. Let's count first. Because I knew he was being irrational. He was standing in the water. Mm -mm. There should not be any fear in this two-year-old to stand in the water with me. No, no, I get out. I said, William, let's count first. If you count, I'll let you get out. One, two, he started counting. He got to three and he says, I splashing <laughs> that quick. So That's I think beautiful. I was given that lesson mm -hmm. to show me that, wow, it's not just me that this works on. It's not just the irrational adult. Look at this two-year-old yeah. who was crippled by fear and was going to rob himself of the joy of being mm. in that pool and had already done so for an hour. <laughs> an hour he sat there on the side of the pool watching us. Oh, actually wanting to. Wanting? To go. Well, maybe yeah. he didn't know he wanted to. But once he was in and he counted, he had the best time and stayed in for an <laughs> over an hour, went back in the next day without hesitation uh -huh. with us. So use these tools with your children. Help them overcome their fears. Help them see that the irrational mind is no place to yes. live. On the other side of that is freedom. Yeah. And it can shift so quickly. That's it's like a light switch. Yeah. It is like a light switch. So it doesn't you don't have to you don't have to stay in that victim yes. mentality. You yes. don't have to stay in that depression or that fear or any of those low vibrational frequencies. And yes. you can snap out of it like that. Mm. So I love that you that you actually get into this really practical and really simple tool and because they are simple they are so powerful. Yes. Because sometimes we have these we complicate things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we have this grand vision of exercise yes. and then it has to be complicated yeah. to work. But actually my view on this is the more simple it is, the more powerful it is. Actually. Yes, exactly. So, and it's doable. And I'm not yes. I'm not selling anything. <laughs> um, and so maybe you know maybe other people that are or, or the coaches were like oh she just told all the secrets I know we share because we yeah. love and we want the world to be a happy peaceful place I couldn't say that because who wants to live in the darkness mm -hmm. right when there's light so shed light spread joy spread love be love and you'll receive love yeah so oh. it's a win 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 <laughs> win 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 <laughs> well that's beautiful said. I actually had uh, a last question, but I cannot feel you just uh, answered that question. It was what makes you feel alive. <laughs> uh, sharing. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I could feel that just when you were saying yes. all that. So, um, well, uh, where can we find you? On, uh, if, uh, well, I would love, I would love or, everyone uh, to you know, receive this book. Uh -huh. You change, they change, and in the, in the energy that I put 
into it mm -hmm. and, and the true meaning of it, share it with you know whoever you feel it would resonate with. And then um, if you go on my website, which is my name, I so will also put that in Yeah, the and it's spelled with two N's and now I'm Kim McDonald. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little different than the, the McDonald's. <laughs> it's not the fast food McDonald's. It's uh, N-N-E-L. And so on my Much website, yeah, <laughs> on my website, there's links to the book. Mm -hmm. There's links to the course that I created online that helps you with the journaling questions. And for learners like me that aren't really um, into reading, but they like videos. I have videos for each chapter, yeah. and all that's included. And then I have um, a tribe on Facebook called You Change, They Change to continue the support mm -hmm. of people. And so I add videos when I feel um, inspired to do so. There's some new videos up since I've been here to support people as they journey to the self-love. Yeah, and that's a really uh, important point, actually, because your environment is so important. So it's really nice to be supported by a tribe yeah. Well, like we know being <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all the coaches out there, yeah. have a coach. Yes. You know? Have somebody that you can um, you know, because we are dealing with um, mental health issues, mm. right? And being empathetic and sympathetic to their pain, sometimes, you know, you can take that on and, mm. and I've built that muscle too. I I know that everything is happening for a reason and people are brought into my life to help me shine more light. And if I can be there for them and hold space for myself at the same time, I'm better for them. Yes. So yes. I, I do teach coaches how to mm -hmm. protect themselves. So if any coaches want to, um, you know, get with me and, and, and have that support, I am all about that. Because Beautiful. I can't do it all on my own. We yes. have all these light workers <laughs> out there spreading this message yeah. of, of love, uh, love of self, understanding of self, validation of the human experience. We're all imperfectly perfect humans <laughs> with wounds to heal, and uh, when we when we share that, we really do share love for humanity. Wow, beautiful! Well, that's a beautiful ending. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing all your wisdom and all your tools here with uh, with us today. Well, thank you thank for you seeing for that in me and wanting to interview <laughs> me. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the work you're doing for all of us, and well, thank you for listening, and see you next time.